0: We talk college hoops at the top of the hour, a couple of big losses over the weekend, and one conference in particular that has jumped out ahead of some others, perhaps unexpectedly, just 50 days until the first four in Dayton. We are really hitting the stretch run here in college basketball. Also in the final hour, some lessons learned from this year, both regular season and the playoffs across the NFL. It is BetQL Daily, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, A U D A C Y. It's free. Download it. Take us with you wherever you're going. And don't forget whatever you may miss during our three hours, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern every day. You can download wherever you get your podcasts later on today, including in your Odyssey app. Alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I am Chris Mack. And four times last week, we got those big numbers in the NBA Carl Anthony Towns, 62, and a loss, albeit to the. Hornets of all people last Monday, but 62 nonetheless. The same night, Joel Embiid hit 70. And then a couple nights later, Friday night, Luka Doncic, 73. Devin Booker, 62 as well on Friday night. Also in an underwhelming loss for the Suns, but mm-hmm. guys hitting big numbers. It's the first time in the history of the NBA that four different players have gone for 60 plus in a game in a five night span. So, Maybe it's a little early edition this week, guys, of trend or truth. Is this something we expect to happen more often down the stretch? Or is it, is it kind of like what we talked about with Carl Anthony Towns last week? Is this sort of silly season, especially for teams feeling like they're in a good spot in the standings who look at it and say, hey, if we got a night in the middle of January to help our star player go off, maybe we lean into that. Um, Joe, is this, should we expect more of these huge nights down the stretch?
1: scoring is just off the charts. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about just the star players. It's it, and it makes perfect sense when you look at the games that that we're referencing what teams are getting to 130s, 140s. It's crazy. But is that happening everywhere? No, it's not. Um the pace and some of the offensive efficiency that we've seen some from some teams is just I don't know. The little care on the defensive end, because most coaches will tell you defense is effort. And I agree in most situations. So we are for the most part in the dog days right now. And you're just kind of waiting until football wraps. Then we'll be closer and closer to the, the end of the NBA regular season. It feels like the effort is not there on the defensive end. Obviously the shot making at an all time high, it's the best we've ever seen. Like I grew up watching Michael Jordan, but I understand he did not play in the best era. Like there are things that we loved about that era, but no, the the skill level, the talent on offense compared to like the 90s and early 2000s, it's not even close right now with what we're seeing more to come. Uh, I don't think so, but like we are in that range where. Um, teams are on a nightly basis. You're going to see someone get to 130, 140. So I mean, that's that's when it tends to pop. I'm I'm amazed that we, that we even saw it four times last week.
2: I know. When we saw it the first two times, I was like, all right, I'm backing off. But then it was almost like, are these star players getting FOMO? Like, see, he got his. Like, I'm hot. I want to get mine now. I don't want to be left out of the headlines. Um, And then it just kept going. So I don't know. You would think it would trickle off eventually. Also, as we head towards playoffs, will teams start to focus on defense a little bit more? I mean, we really haven't seen it much, but you would think it would become a little bit of a priority soon
0: hopefully for some teams right well, we got before, a few months yeah before Finch yeah. loses his mind in in minnesota talking about immaturity yet again uh which he did over the weekend yet again uh yeah no i agree with you guys i think defense will get ratcheted up down the stretch especially when you've got teams battling for playoff lives or playoff positioning fighting to stay out of the play-in um but i do think it's you know, with the crazy levels of offensive efficiency that exist in this league now, with some of the yeah. individual uh, skill that's present in the, in the size of the players that have that skill, I mean, you got seven-footers setting up from 22 feet with no problem and just drilling them. Um, and every team has figured out a way, especially on star-driven teams, which the best teams are, obviously – to feed those guys and feed them in the right spots on the floor and set up possessions for them. Um, like Jokic in Denver um, who granted has a great player to play off of in, in Murray, but you know, and in Philly when he does play, which brings me to another point, by the way, he does not play Saturday night in a game. I think we were all excited for um, if you're an NBA fan, you were anyway, Denver fans were clearly excited for it because they were taunting the Sixers and Embiid with chance of where's Embiid and nowhere to be found. Now, you can make arguments all you want about uh, maintenance and the knee and all that. But now we're starting to get to the point where the favorite for MVP might not be the favorite for MVP after all, because he's going to struggle to hit that 65 game mark at the pace he's played at to this point. He's missed a quarter of the Sixers games. He's missed 11 of the 44 games they've played. It, this, it, if, if it continues, he's not going to hit the mark. And so I think, Aaron, if you're holding an Embiid MVP ticket, I don't blame you for buying it, but you've got to start to sweat this thing and hope that as the games become more important down the stretch, there's less management of his his floor time, and they're actually using him in an attempt to maybe vault themselves up the Eastern Conference standings.
2: I would be nervous. I mean, we've talked about betting on Embiid for MVP since I've joined the show, and it's a gamble. And now even more so with the minimum. And the fact that you're going to have to do some type of load management with him because you don't want him missing games, but you're also in contention. I just think it's tricky. It's a lot. If you already bet it, you got a great number. Great. But I don't really see a case. I wouldn't be jumping in, Joe.
1: Yeah, no chance. Um, I'm, but just because of his history, and I missed out last time, but I'm never betting Embi- Embiid for MVP, and not just Betmgm. Other places, you look around and you see today co favorites right now two to one mm-hmm. Embiid and Jokic, and let me tell you, with this uh, impressive slate that we have, we might be here tomorrow morning saying Jokic is the favorite because he's in a big spot at home. Against Milwaukee tonight, people are going to go out of their way to watch that game. Great matchup. One of, I would say, a couple tonight where if Jokic goes off, I think they're going to make him, they're going to install him as a favorite tomorrow morning ahead of Embiid.
0: Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. I like SGA, who's right there as well at 350. Uh, Not a ton of value at this point, but a guy who just consistently produces, even on nights where his team doesn't produce around him, uh, much like Saturday. Uh, in Detroit where the Thunder came out completely and totally flat and lost to the Pistons. But SGA still puts up 30 because that's just what he does. Last half dozen games, he's got 30 a night, which brings us to tonight's slate. You've got the Bucks in Denver for Doc Rivers' debut. Um, you've got the Suns in Miami. Which, by the way, the number on them playing in the Eastern time zone is terrible this year. I think they're two and four. Um, the Celtics host the Pelicans. You've got OKC in Minnesota atop the Western Conference, and you've also got Clippers, Cavs. Um, where are we looking tonight? Because I got a couple spots that I like. I kind of mentioned, uh, alluded to them there uh, in talking about what happened over the weekend. But, Joe, what, what are we looking at, at least in those half dozen games that I think jump out and grab everyone's attention?
1: Yeah, there's a few of them that I want to talk about. I definitely want to circle back to the the Phoenix-Miami game. Uh, but one that jumps out is Cleveland at home as a dog against the Clippers. Two and a half. I see it trending down, uh, which makes perfect sense to me, the way the Cavs have played. Uh, they're on fire as well. I know the Clippers are getting a lot of love, but you have a Cleveland squad that's won nine of their last ten. They just had a four-game road trip. They're back at home. They had the weekend off. You're giving me points? at home it, it, with Cleveland the way they played at home too i i, I like cleveland a lot uh in this specific spot uh, of those games that you mentioned
2: i i didn't look at that one i mean i've been uh looking at double doubles and triple doubles and you can still get jokic tonight at plus 175 for a triple double and he That seems like in this type of matchup, he's going to be putting everything into that. In terms of uh, sides that I like, I looked at the uh, Kings and Memphis. Memphis has been struggling to get anything going offensively. These two teams played on uh, January 1st, and the Kings beat them by 31, spreads it like 8. I like the Kings side. I also expect... Um, Sabonis to get a triple double. It's two to one. He got a triple double the last time they played as well. And he leads the NBA in triple doubles even has more than Jokic at this point. Uh, So I like that. Um, But I think actually, I'm sorry. He leads the league in double doubles. Sorry. It has more than Jokic, but not triple doubles. Um, I love that. The other one I looked at is the Lakers, Anthony Davis. I'm probably going to Bet the Lakers as well, um, minus one and a half. They have beat the Rockets two out of three times this season. They won by ten in this early December when they last played. So I like Lakers minus one and a half, and then I'm probably going to put AD, Sabonis, Jokic, uh, all into a parlay as well.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> the Laker stick. that Lakers number. It's it's I can't do anything now because we don't know what's going to happen. So they made. LeBron questionable, AD questionable, so I guess that's that's how we get to this uh, this short number of one and a half. So yeah, we'll see yeah. what the status is it, there. It,
2: and LeBron went off uh, when they played the Warriors, just going toe to toe with Steph. So maybe they want to get him some rest in this one. But I still like the Lakers, considering they beat him by quite a bit the last time they played.
0: So I want to get to a couple of big ones out west in a second, but I mentioned the number on the Suns playing in the Eastern Time Zone, uh, yes. and it's it's they're two and four in the Eastern Time Zone this year. One of those wins came in Detroit back in November. Make of that what you will when the Pistons were on their record run. Um, they lost in Orlando yesterday by fifteen. Just the third time all year they've been held under a hundred. They're under. Their games are under the total in five of their last seven. You got the Heat on a six game losing streak. Uh, they've come under in seven of their last nine. Two ice cold teams. So I'm not looking at a side. I'm simply looking at two ice cold teams going up against each other in spots where I like the under 229 and a half in Suns Heat tonight. And then, like I said, out West, uh, T Wolves, Thunder. Two teams that kind of need to get their, their sea legs. It, it feels like they're wobbling just a little bit. Like I said, the Thunder losing Detroit over the weekend. SGA still had 31 in three quarters, no less. They sat him in the fourth quarter because that one was uh, out of control. And he's got 30 or more in his last six. His prop again, 31 and a half, just about everywhere you can find it. I have no problem betting that. And I have no problem laying two and a half at home with the Thunder. Uh, Because, like I said, Finchie is still complaining about the T Wolves being immature. He did it again over the weekend with the loss in San Antonio. They're two and six against the spread in the last two weeks, one and three on the road. Their last short road dog spot, coincidentally, the day after Christmas at Oklahoma City, where they lost by 23. So give me the thunder. I really like them. That's a look I have with SGA on his points prop. And then the big one that everybody's going to have an eye on tonight Bucks in Denver. Nuggets laying three and a half, four and a half, depending where you find it. Um, Denver's won four in a row at home. Coming off the win over the Embiidless Sixers that we talked about. The only thing that keeps me from going any direction yet in this one, Joe, is it's Doc's first game. And how we, we saw how the Bucs played in the immediate aftermath of the coaching change. Well, now Doc mm-hmm. steps in. And do they feel freed up? To play like they did against New Orleans on Saturday, when they go off for 141, and Giannis is on the bench in the fourth quarter, snapping pictures of QR codes off the jumbotron because uh, back-to-back free throws were missed, and he wants his free wing stop. Um, you know, it, or do they do they remember what this whole thing was about and actually settle in and play some defense? I think that's the most interesting thing here. Um, I don't know if everything's fixed just because they've made the coaching change. It didn't look great Friday night in Cleveland or against Cleveland, I should say. Um, But I I don't know if I can go anywhere either direction on that yet until I see how they truly react to doc being on the bench.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Denver three and a half. I saw some sports, some spots had him as a, uh, as a four point favorite. So since firing Griffin, they're two and one you mentioned the split uh, with Cleveland there. So, Certainly, a fascinating storyline tonight. You, you know something else. You you mentioned Phoenix and Miami, how they're both heading in the wrong direction. And mm-hmm. you know Phoenix, this is a third game in four nights, so it's a it's a tough spot. Which which might be why the team that's lost six in a row is favored by three and a half at home in Miami. We're talking about Booker, and it wasn't a one game deal where he goes off for sixty three. Like look at the last few. He is just the numbers are insane. They're 1-2 in these games or he's scoring 40-plus. KD, 20, 15, 20, and 12, last three games. So the prop is way down. I don't think that's going to continue, guys. KD over 23-and-a-half. number's usually around 30.
0: Yeah, they that's good do point. not... Do not look good. And again, that's why I like that under, I think, in Miami tonight. BetQL Daily is presented by BetMGM. Listen to us on your Odyssey app and get ready because next it's a let's go or hell no. We got questions. Lamar, Dan Campbell, and more coming up on BetQL Daily.